Hi, parents. Welcome to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast. This is a pre-intro, but I wanted to let you all know that Easter is really just a week or so away from the release of this episode, and I want to let you know that on April 9th, our children's ministry is going to distribute a little gift bag for every family who has a child in our ministry. Within the gift bag is going to be an interactive Easter CD for you to pop in the car or listen to at home, and it's going to include the Easter story and an original song that some of our staff wrote and performed based on the Apostles' Creed that we've been covering through uh, the John series. But it's also going to include some peeps, the marshmallow peeps. And those peeps are not for your kids to eat, but they are for your kids to invite one of their friends, one of their peeps, to Easter on the April 15-16 weekend. So once you get one of those bags... And start praying as a family who your kids can invite to some of our exciting children's ministries that will be happening over Easter weekend, and they can invite their peeps. So we will see you at church and enjoy this podcast. You're listening to the Forest Hill Podcast. This episode is part of a bi-weekly series discussing families, parenting, and how you can continue to be the spiritual leader of your home. To watch our services live or find a campus nearest you, Visit foresthill.org. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Forest Hill Parent Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus a priority in their families. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Todd, and I have a good, good friend with us today, soon to be your friend, Robbie Fisher. Robbie, thank you so much for joining us today. It is great to have you here. Absolutely. Fun to be here. Yeah. So Robbie is with us uh, for a number of reasons. He's a pastor. He's a dad. He's a Cubs fan. So why not have that sort of, you know, combination of a person in our midst? And so uh, with Robbie here, we're going to talk through uh, scripture from the New Testament, comes from the Gospel of Luke, about Jesus' childhood, and we're going to kind of unpack it and see how it applies to parenting today. Cool with you, Rob? Very cool. Yeah, this is actually my spiritual birthday today. Hey! 39 years old in the Lord. Happy spiritual birthday. Kind of a cool way to celebrate. Fantastic. And we hope that this may influence some parents to lead their children to the Lord. I love as it. well. I love it. I know that's going to happen. Well, our scripture today comes from Luke chapter 2, verse 52. And I'm going to read it, and then Robbie is going to help us unpack it together. This is how it goes. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. That's it, short and sweet. I'll read it one more time. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. So, Robbie, what does the scripture say, and what does it mean? Well, let me kind of start with the context, because Luke 2 and 3, to me, uh, if I put a meta-narrative over the whole thing, it would be Jesus is fully God and fully man. Yeah. Because what you see right at the beginning uh, is the miraculous birth that Emmanuel came to be among us. That's literally what the name Emmanuel means, Mm -hmm. God with us. So there's this beautiful aspect of God has come. But then there's this other aspect uh, running throughout here that Jesus is fully human. Absolutely, man, this passage, this verse is right in the middle of fully God, fully man. You hear these words. He developed in stature, in wisdom, 
with God and with men. Yeah. And so that's, to me, a, an amazing aspect of here's how Jesus developed yeah. in these things. Well, make that connection for us, that Jesus is both God and man. So why would Luke highlight those features or those qualities mm-hmm. in this God-man? Why, why would Jesus need to grow in wisdom and stature and then favor or grace with God and man? Mm-hmm. How do we understand that? Lovely question, Todd. Uh, so to me, it kind of spins on two different things. First, these four aspects, I'm going to say, are developing physically, mm. developing mentally, uh, being, being challenged to really think through hard issues and learn and grow, you know, which we have in school and such, um, growing spiritually with God mm. and growing socially with man. Mm. So I'm going to say these are, if you wanted to look at it like a box, like a quadrant, yeah. these are four aspects that at any time you could evaluate yourself, you could evaluate your kids and say, how, how much time are they spending socially yeah. connecting with others? and hopefully good peers. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much time are they spending quiet, connecting with God? Community, connecting with God, worshiping, connecting with God. Yeah. How much time are they actually working in their school, reading, having space to learn and develop, mm-hmm. problem solve, and, and to their own acumen. So if it's working with their hands, my son-in-law is fantastic at mm-hmm. building and shaping and making, and he needs time away to expand his brain working with those gifts. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, those four aspects, if you looked at it like a quadrant, then you could really kind of just look it through your week, look through your life, mm. and see how you're developing, see how your kids are developing. Yeah. So, so Jesus, fully God, fully man, to me it does two things for us. Number one, um, as a, let me just say as a fully man, it shows you what a, an enriched gospel life would look like. Yeah. That's walking with Christ, that's expanding, that's honoring that you were created with a physical body, mm-hmm. which is absolutely beautiful in God's sight. God gave you your body and you are accountable. First Corinthians 6, 19, 20 says, we are temples mm. created by God and we totally belong to him, totally bought by him, and we are accountable for these bodies. But you see this aspect then, Jesus as a fully man developing in all of these areas. So he's an example to us. Yeah. But if Jesus is only an example, it's just going to crush us mm. because he did everything yeah. perfectly yeah. because he's also fully man, fully God. Yeah. So we, we have this example then that is walking alongside of us. And this is the example that we can pray to because he understands what we're going through. He went through this. Yeah. And he can give you strength. He can give you the wisdom, supernatural abilities to actually live this kind of life mm. of with with God, with man, developing in wisdom, developing in stature with others. Yeah, you, you mentioned something pretty interesting. It, one is that Jesus had a well-rounded life, mm-hmm. a well-rounded spirituality that you connected to the gospel. And I think oftentimes that we kind of put the gospel in this box that it's just for church or just for uh, eternity. Mm-hmm. But how does the gospel influence uh, how we raise our children physically, socially, relationally, spiritually? H- how does it uh, influence them in, in an all-encompassing way? Sure. 
Well, to me, if I'm going to go back to God with us, this the gospel is the good news that salvation has arrived in the form of Jesus, that he paid everything for us, that we could actually live this life that he intended in us. So if you, if you take this aspect then of he is with us, walking with us, what this does, this prototype of living this kind of quadrant, fully yeah. enriched life, yeah. it flips it first of all, to us as parents mm-hmm. and says, actually, the gospel comes to you mm. to change you so that you can pass it on yeah. to your kids. Yeah. So the incarnation, that's just a great word meaning God with us. He came and he was present is actually what's being called to you as a parent. Yeah, incarnational so, parenting. In, right? Incarnational parenting. Yep. So I, I love this, uh, this phrase that uh, uh, one of my professors said, that in parenting, God first of all delivers a parent, and through a parent, <laughs> a message. Yeah. Yep. You know, so this is, when, when you read this, first of all, you yeah. should be saying, okay, Lord, before I'm seeing how my kids are doing, how is the gospel impacting me? Mm-hmm. How is the truth that Jesus came because he loves. God gave because he loves. How is it impacting me? How am I working out this kind of fully enriched life, really balanced life? How am I living it out for my kids so that then I can pass it on to them? Yeah. What would you say? Where where can parents start in kind of making some of these uh, positive deposits into those different quadrants of their kids' lives? Sure. So I'm going to say there's there's a couple of places that we're uh, investing in your kids. First of all, to me, means living it out before them, yeah, so that they can see that. Secondly, it's walking along beside of them and mm-hmm. encouraging what you see, how you see these coming alive. Yeah. I heard this statistic one time that said an average child needs 13 encouragements for every challenge. Wow. Yeah. Which is that's almost miraculous. How could you possibly do that? <laughs> you know, I notice yeah. your hair uh, is messed up. I notice that your clothes don't match. <laughs> I, I notice your breath. I notice <laughs> <laughs> All of these things that I naturally kind of notice. Yeah. And then, by the way, one thing that you did really well. That's my natural parenting style. Mm-hmm. I saw my wife, the um, while I was raising my kids, saw my wife had, had cut her hair. I knew she was going to the hairstylist. She had it cut. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. But when she walked through the door, somehow it didn't actually come to my mouth. Your hair looks great. I knew it looked great, but I didn't say anything. We naturally um, miss opportunities to applaud growth and change. But we naturally also correct when it's not working well. So one of the best ways as parents to actually enhance kids growing in this way in wisdom and stature, spiritually, physically, is to watch really closely and keep short accounts of encouragement. Mm. So the fingerprints of God are all over your kids. There are all these ways to encourage them from sharing, from compassion, from them living this out or longing to live it out, or you see them reading. We just don't naturally say encouragement in a, in a regular, almost disciplined way. Yeah, that's so, good. So I think the best way for parents to actually, you know, 
facilitate this in, the, in their kid's life is to slow down, almost have this quadrant in your head. Yeah. And when you see even a little bit of movement, small steps, I think, is one of the words you use. Yeah. When you see these small steps, you applaud it. Yeah. If you applaud regularly for the change, now you're telling them, I see God at work in you. Yeah. And that changes the way everyone sees because that's an echo back to God is intimate with me. He is with me. Yeah. And my parents even see change in me. Yeah. It, kind of the connection to God is that God loves us, mm-hmm. but it took Jesus to tell us, mm. basically. It takes the Bible so we know that. We could just be here just kind of wondering, uh, maybe he does. I, I, I doubt it yep. most of the time. Yep. But Jesus showed up to say, hey, God does. He, we needed somebody to tell us. Absolutely. And so kids are probably in the same way where uh, their parents approve of them mm-hmm. uh, all the time. You know, most of the time, right? We're not perfect, but they, their kids need to hear that approval on a regular basis. Because they often, like you said, often hear or log, uh, log away that disapproval. Yeah. I didn't like that you did this. I didn't like this. Change this, change this. Do you approve of me at all? Mm. You know, and to affirm that, that's really good. Yeah. yeah, and I think you do that really. I'm going back here again to God came, God is yep. with us. You do that by presence, yep. by being regularly with Him. Yep. Andy Stanley has this great example of if you look at uh, the knobs in the shower, hot, cold, yep. you know, turn it up, and now it turns into a shower or a bathtub. Yep. He said, look at those three knobs in your kid's life as a knob of God, a knob of yourself, and a knob of others. And he says, who wouldn't, if you could go back in your life, there were relationships that were just terrible. Mm. You wish you could have turned that knob down. Yeah, totally. Now we can't from this side, but you wish your parents maybe had turned that knob down. Maybe they saw that that person was just not a good example. Mm -hmm. You actually, as a parent, have the ability to turn Turn the the knob knob up. Yes. Especially in yourself, but as you turn it up with God as well, you're turning up the God knob. And to me, this is the best way to to do that encouragement. You have to be present regularly Mm. and turning those knobs up to see God coming alive in them, and then you can notice it and make a big deal about it. That's a good connection to those quadrants is what knob do you need to turn in the life of your child? That's good. good. I wish I'd said that. No, no, you did. You did. (laughs) (laughs) Cha-ching. Well, uh, when we think about character in in our kids' lives or focusing on these quadrants and growth, it can be disheartening sometimes because we don't see immediate change. So what what can parents look out for uh, so that they can be encouraged that little by little that they're making a difference in their kids' character? So I'm going to throw out a couple because kids are active. So sometimes, you know, I have parents come up to me and say, I try to have devotions with my kids, and they're all over the place. They're squirming around. They're running and such. And we can't have a good family devotion, so we must not be a a very spiritual family. And that's like taking one of the quadrants and making that the only quadrant. Mm -hmm. Whereas kids developmentally are all over the place. I had a a professor um, who had one of his um, students teaching Sunday school to, I think, kindergartners, first grade. He said, would you come help me? Because I can't keep control of them. And uh, my professor came in, and he said, uh, every time the Holy Spirit 
is giving the kids energy and moving around. The teacher is saying, shh, sit still, sit still, mm -hmm. while I Im, Im, impart this information to yeah. you. And my professor said to this, to this young man, um, how does it feel to know that every time the Holy Spirit tells this kid to squirm, <laughs> you're telling him to shush, and you're telling him to chill? Uh -huh. Same way with our kids. Yeah. So I'm going to say these three aspects of these are things that look like it's coming alive. First of all, compassion. Mm -hmm. if, if, if you see compassion coming alive in your kids, that's one of the best ways of intersecting with people. Yeah. You know, and they need to see it in you, and maybe you can serve alongside of them. But when you see compassion for your little brother, when you see compassion for uh, somebody that, you know, is, is needy as you pass by, that's a flag. Yeah. That's God at work in them. So, yeah. you know, I'm going to make a big deal about that. Secondly, community. Mm -hmm. When they are connecting to people that... Um, really love them and are really trustworthy and of character, that's God coming alive. Yeah. That's a longing to be belonged in the family of God. Yeah. So to me, that's one thing. And then serving is a real yeah. component that you can actually do with your kids. Yeah. But to me, those are three things. They're more active. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes kids are not going to be sitting quiet and, you know, as devotional as you would like. Right. Right. And part of that's developmental. Yeah. So you allow other things to come flourish right now, which are echoing the same thing of God alive in them. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And so as we, as we wrap it up here, uh, what encouragement can you give to the parents about their, ki their kids even taking the smallest steps mm -hmm. in following the way of Jesus? So here's, I think, you can affirm their small steps, first of all, by living it yourself. Yeah. If they see it in you, it affirms it in them. Yep. And, and not that you're 50 steps ahead of them, but one step ahead. Yeah. Let them see your small steps. That's yeah. a big deal. Uh, secondly, celebrating. Mm. Like I said before, if they need 13 encouragements, mm. they need a lot of celebration. Yeah. They already feel like they're inferior. They don't have it together. Our culture shows us so much that we have to measure up and we have to be in a certain way to be, to have a purpose, well, to I be valuable. I think about what you, what you mentioned at the start of this podcast is your spiritual birthday today. Like parents yeah. can celebrate their kid's spiritual birthday oh, wow. That's good. just as much as they celebrate their actual physical birthday and that you make that a, an annual That's celebration good. as a family. That would be really cool. Wow, so, I need to do that with my kids. <laughs> um, and thirdly, by praying and trusting God that he's at work in them. Yep. So when you're praying for your kids, not for them to change, not for them to get their act together, but as an affirmation of what they're doing, yep. that they're coming alive, then you're actually taking a step of trust yeah. with God. So I have a big idea because yep. you always have a big idea, like a yep. motto of totally. what's, everything's going on here. So Christ came fully God, fully man to show us we are loved we are pursued by God to show us how to live this kind of life before our kids and to call us to do the same with our children. You know, Emmanuel, God is with us. He calls us to be with our kids walking out this faith. That's awesome. That's great. Well, perfect. Robbie, do you mind saying a prayer for our parents no, to absolutely. wrap it up here? Absolutely. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your grace. We are in awe that you would call us your children that we belong to you. I pray for uh, all the parents who are listening, 
Um, even the ones who are saying, boy, I don't think I can do that. I don't think I've got my act together. Thank you that it is your work in us that is bringing life. So as they move towards their kids and move towards you, would you explode their hearts in an amazing way and uh, bring great things about in their kids, especially faith, especially new life, and a way to live um, just like Jesus did. Thank you, Father. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Robbie. Absolutely. All right. Parent on, parents. You got this.